Hello, product innovators. Today, we learn from one of the foremost CAD software pioneers on the evolution of computer-aided design software for developing new hardware products. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, a show to learn from top leaders in product development, prototyping, manufacturing, product selling, and everything in between. Hosted by Kevin Macko, the leading expert on product development for physical product startups. Sponsored by PTC's two best-in-class 3D CAD product development software solutions, Onshape and Creo. And produced by Macko Design and Invent, the original firm providing world-class consumer product development services tailored specifically to startups, small manufacturers, and inventors. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Joe Dunn to the show. Joe is the Director of Partnerships at PTC, the firm behind Onshape and Creo. Before this, he worked for SolidWorks since the early days of the software, starting with them back in 1995. And before that, was a mechanical engineer. Today, Joe is going to share some valuable knowledge from inventors, startups, and small manufacturers on how CAD software has evolved since the 1980s, what the best-in-class software is doing today for you, and how the software is evolving in real time to best support getting new hardware products to market faster, cheaper, and better than ever. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Joe, welcome to the show. Kevin, it's a pleasure to be here. Excited to have you on today to talk about the advancements in CAD design tools. Everything about new physical product development comes down to the actual CAD design of design, engineering, prototyping, manufacturing, and all of that. And it all comes into the software. And that's involved incredibly. You've been involved with CAD design software since the 80s, over 30 years of working with it. And of course, more than 20 years working with the biggest names in the game, including still to today. So Joe, give us a bit of a background. How did you get to where you are today? Well, thanks. You know, like I said to you earlier, you know, I look at my picture and yes, it has been a long time with the white hair, but I realized over the time, I started off a mechanical engineering student, you know, going and getting my ME degree. And I picked ME because I didn't know what I wanted to do as a kid, but I saw the brochure from USC that had this picture of a guy using CAD. And so I picked ME over electrical engineering or anything else because I knew CAD looked cool, right? Even during school, I was probably driving my professors nuts because I was turning in lab work and all this stuff. Instead of drawing things by hand with sketches, I was using AutoCAD and printing things out on a dot matrix printer and stuff. But, you know, definitely back then, CAD was certainly my focus. If you think about it at that time, it was literally automated drafting. It was 2D drafting on a computer. You know, using PCs on Microsoft DOS, but that's all it was doing, right? That was the state of the art. Instead of doing things by hand on vellum and erase with a big eraser and rulers, you're going to do it on the computer. And that was good. It was definitely a breakthrough. I did a little stint after graduation of some design engineering. I was at a startup for a printer and then I worked for an aerospace instrumentation company. But what I really learned quickly was I didn't know what I was doing for sure. But I was good at one thing is even at those companies, I was using CAD a lot. I was just obsessed with it. So that was clearly where my path was career-wise. And I went from that particular moment in time, we're talking the early 90s, Pro Engineer had just come out. And I remember bringing these sales guys into my company and giving them the, show me what your product can do. You know, as a kid, they were showing me this and there was, I think, SDRC. So we're going from, at that point, from a 2D drafting application, which maybe some people had, to now this concept of 3D parametric modeling. Now, honestly, ProE revolutionized this market with this concept of, you know, feature-based parametric design. That means that anyone designing something could make a change and everything would automatically update, right? You could iterate. It was a huge change. It really made things better. But you're very expensive. 
It was running on some very esoteric mini computer Unix workstations. So it was certainly not for everybody. It was upper echelon types of companies that could use this 3D modeling. And then for the normal people, for the normal companies and the vast majority of you know, startups for sure, and everybody, you were probably relegated to AutoCAD or creating things by hand still for 2D. Push came to shove, I wound up getting a job at one of these companies for computer vision. So I started computer vision, which was yet another product competitor to and SDRC and all the others. While I was at computer vision for a few years, they acquired a company called Premise. And Premise was a software engineering sketchpad, engineering 2D product created by a gentleman named John Hurstick. Sorry for all the history, but I'm just trying to slowly get into this. But at that time, I met John and his whole team, and these guys were just hot. I mean, they just knew how to develop their state-of-the-art building new stuff. And I knew when I was at Computer Vision, they were the guys I kind of you know hooked my wagon to, right? And I was working with them all the time and, and getting to know them. And let's just say as startup, you're talking about a bunch of young guys out of MIT who started a software company that got acquired by a bigger company. It didn't last that long. You know, I think they wanted to innovate. I think they wanted to try new things. They wanted to break down and disrupt the market a bit. So a couple of years after that, John left with a few people and started a company called SolidWorks. So I quickly followed, you know, I was chasing him and everything. He can tell you stories about how I accidentally ran into him at coffee shops, you know, <laughs> but I knew I wanted to join his company and I wound up joining very early before we shipped SolidWorks. So it was 1994, I think was the time. And what we did there was really, really interesting because you had ProE, which was a really capable high-end mechanical engineering tool. If you could afford it, Great tool. And then there was a lot of people that had 2D AutoCAD that was just doing 2D drafting out there and, and managing that for their manufacturing purposes. And then there were still a lot of people that didn't use anything. They were still on paper and vellum and all the old school stuff. So when we started and introduced SolidWorks, I won't say that we really did anything new from a product perspective, but we made it so that it was available to everybody, right? You had this product that did, we used to say 80% of the functionality for 20% of the cost. No one wanted to admit that, but Let's be honest, that really was the idea. So I was traveling all over the place, living in Boston, living in California, but lots and lots of customer presentations, going to startups, going to manufacturing companies and showing them the software. And when I would show up with a computer, a laptop and start showing them 3D modeling, their jaws would always drop open half the time. And they just didn't believe you know, that that could be done. You fast forward 20 years after we've been working on SolidWorks for a long time, and we started to see a lot of issues that we wish we could solve, right? We wanted to make a product better for a certain market segment, for certain use cases, for certain things. We decided to start a new company called Onshape. And that's kind of where we're at today, right? I think as you go through the evolution, by the way, you know, the many computer Unix workstations are gone. Everybody uses a PC for their software, but you are downloading and installing software today, which is Great for the 90s, great for the 2000s, but I live next to a university and no student that I know even knows what downloading and installing software means, right? They just log in and use everything. Every other industry other than this one wouldn't even be batting an eye on this concept of, you know, let's just call it cloud-based software. So we decided that, you know, we needed to start with a blank sheet of paper. The problems we're solving are you shouldn't have to worry about your hardware, right? Who cares what kind of hardware you're running on? You could use some very inexpensive piece of hardware like a Chromebook, or you could have a very expensive Windows PC or Mac, Linux, mobile devices. We don't care. The software should just work on those. And it does. And that's important because 
especially if you're starting from scratch as, as a startup. If you have to worry about your hardware, if you have to worry about what computers you have, you have to worry about installing all this stuff and licensing it. And then, oh, I don't have the right driver. And then forget about all the IT security issues. And am I following best practices or am I going to get broken into? Is my data vulnerable? I mean, I can go on and on and on about all the problems that are solved by a modern architecture, right? We're not moving files around you. The inspiration for us, a big one actually was Google Docs. The first time I used it where I worked with somebody else, where we were both working in the same document at the same time, I wasn't using comments. I wasn't sending someone over a file, hoping that their email and that they had the right version could open it. But we were just simultaneously editing in that document. It was a light bulb in that it just worked. It really cut down on so much potential for mistakes, just productivity, just getting things done. Everyone knew they were on the right version, et cetera. And that's kind of where we're at with Onshape. If you're going to look at CAD today, you're, you're designing a product and you're fortunate enough not to have already invested in some older software, you know, you can take and say, all right, what am I going to use to be the most productive? I think there's no question that having something that you can just literally in five minutes or less create an account, put in a little bit of information and start using in production immediately. It's crazy. It represents a radical change from what most people use today in this market. You know, yeah. And it was very disruptive. I remember Onshape coming on boards. We were early adopters and trialing it out. And the beauty was just log in, plug and play. And that was essentially the model. You basically took the Google Docs model to CAD software to enable designers to very quickly, iteratively, collaboratively design products. And of course, now it's a major software house. I think you guys have over 2 million users on the program, which is unreal. It's amazing to hear your story because you were part of the original pioneering team that disrupted the CAD industry from 2D to 3D back with SolidWorks. And now you've redisrupted the industry again, going from a download software model to a modern cloud-based software via Onshape. It's an incredible story over the years, how the evolution of CAD software has come from where it is and where it's going. What I want to talk today about on the show too, is how it's actually evolving now. Because cloud-based software, I mean, that's great. You guys did it and you did a really good job and it's a phenomenal software package. But looking forward, there's a lot of major benefits that are happening to designers, hardware startups, people who are revisiting their design, prototyping manufacturing that comes in and around the CAD software. You guys now, because of this architecture you've used to build this, have the ability to do all kinds of integrations and third-party things. I want to talk to you about those and how that's the next major evolution in CAD development software to make it cheaper, better, faster to create new products and new innovations. For sure. I mean, I think everyone used to look at this as, you know, CAD. And then if you wanted, let's just say you have manufacturing needs, well, that's CAM and you go to the CAM industry and grab all your CAM stuff and everything would have its own segmented isolated type of application that may or may not even work together. There's also some companies that would try to do it all themselves, which is also problematic. If you wanted to buy an engineering product that offered everything, what is it? Jack of all trades, master of none. I mean, there's pros and cons to all that. So what's changed from when we used to use AutoCAD, 2D, great. I can create a drawing to today. Everyone needs to do a lot more, right? Your company is responsible for much more, not only coming up with design, but you're coming up with the cost. You're coming up with the manufacturing processes. You're manufacturing it. You're getting this all done faster with fewer people. Everything is just streamlined, more efficiency. We would not have a successful business if we didn't think about this problem from day one of what we're going to do. And so we always call Onshape. Onshape is a platform. It's a platform as much as it is a product. You know, it's a platform because 
We built it with an API, a RESTful API, kind of a standard modern way of building software. But we also did this in a way that I think is a little bit different, but we use the API. You know, one thing we always talk about is dog food. The inside story that I've seen with every, probably not just CAD, a lot of software products and industries is that things like an API and things like, you know, the platform, they kind of take a back seat towards the product. What I've seen over 30 years with lots of products is that you build your product and then you say, oh, now how are we going to create an API for this product that the third party guys can use two years later? And the third party ecosystem is typically one rev behind or the developers aren't. There's a lag. It's kind of a second class citizen type of approach. And what that means is just that you don't quite have as good of experience, I think, is the way to put it when you start talking about products that work together. So we use our API internally as part of our product and we test it and we rely on it. So as we introduce Onshit, which was very different, we also introduced, um, we knew we just couldn't just come out with CAD, right? We couldn't just do parts assemblies and drawings. It's not enough. That's not what the market wants. You know, how are you going to do data management? You know, there's a that's probably the biggest single thing in Onshape that people look at and go, holy cow, is that what would typically be PDM with a vault and this whole complicated process in the past, it's built in on chip. It's in our DNA of everything about it understands. We understand what versioning and making sure you're on the right version of your product. And there's a release process that's built into it. And then we also have to have a ability of people to do the manufacturing, the analysis, the visualization for the rendering. And our strategy was an open platform, the API to do it. And the third piece that really is important, what might not seem it is the business model, right? The e-commerce side of it, because if we can't get them to be successful as partners, it doesn't make any sense. So what we did is an app store, you know, it's not revolutionary for software industry in general, but in this market for manufacturing, app stores don't really exist. And so in Onshape, there is an app store, it's modeled after Apple or Google, take your pick on which one you want to choose. But you as a user can use our stuff that we offer. We're offering more and more in our product that helps you get things done. But you also have choices that we encourage you to say, if you don't like the analysis that we offer, we have simulation and on shape. Okay. And it's very good. It's innovative, but you might want to use something different or find a different tool. You can go to the app store and in one click, literally you see what you want. You find it, you look at the ratings, you look at the comments. You click on that button, that functionality of that product, that third-party development or something like that is now available to you in Onshade. You know, the benefit is it's low friction. Just like we described, all you have to do is create a username and password and using Onshade. All the third-party ecosystem is the same way. Every application in our app store is a just like using an app on the phone. I mean, it really is the same. You go to the app store, you find it, you use it. It's the same thing in our, in our system. It's pretty amazing that you're not just creating this great CAD software that designers can use to get to market faster, more efficiently with a better product and all that. You're building a software platform that is essentially a community that has the ability to evolve. And I find that very powerful, especially running a design firm, that we can start to increase all of these different utilizations, these other vendors, these ideas, these creative concepts, things that help improve the design process in many ways not just from your starting package, but over time, and not just from your company, but from all these different designers and creatives that are putting these, as you call them, apps onto the platform. And that kind of community around software is very powerful. Really what it comes down to at the end of the day, whether you're a hardware startup or founder, whether you're a designer, whether you're in the product spaces, you want the best product possible in an efficient way, 
And as you mentioned, actually with less people involved, because you're cutting out elements potentially in software or in human resources that aren't necessary anymore to get the same result. And that's incredibly powerful, especially when it comes to hardware startups who are on a budget. The whole goal with a hardware startup is to try and get a new innovative product to market and to be a success with that. So the more efficient that you can be in smoothing that pathway from idea all the way through to production the exponentially higher the success rate of the startup to either get to market and realize what didn't work and adjust and improve using all these different tools or get to market with a home run because you had so many tools that are able to build that up to a world-class product out of the gate. Either way, no matter what you look at it, it's becoming exponentially cheaper, faster to come up from that core idea all the way through to that manufactured product. You know, the interesting thing, Kevin, is, you know, you mentioned like getting the product to market and stuff. And so part of my job, I got probably one of the best jobs in the industry right now, right? And so I get to see all these entrepreneurs who have not only our customers, I get to work with a lot of our customers doing new things and innovation, but I'm working with software startups. If you've got a new idea today and you think that it's relevant for the mechanical engineering or, you know, engineering space, you know, where I get to see what they're working on and these ideas, you know, what I always tell them, people can spend a lot of time trying to create the perfect product and finding out what the minimal viable functionality is, and they will get into analysis paralysis. It's one of the worst things in the world, right? Well, they'll spend forever trying to decide what they want to go to market with. You got to get your product to market and you got to test it. We did it with Onshape. We had a lot of premise, a lot of ideas, a lot of things we think were going to work, but what we have now and what, what we tried in 2017, there have been some changes. You don't know until you see what customers tell you. The same is if you look at our ecosystem, it goes through the same dynamics as any startup. They are startups. They just happen to be in the software industry. And it's all helping hardware startups emerge with all these little software packages that just make it easier, faster, better. To yeah. I mean, you, you, your choice in the past was to get the equivalent of a Unix workstation with some big monolithic expenses software that nobody could ever afford, let alone learn. You know, the learning curve, and I, you know, I won't name drop, but those products are still around. You know, you're going to spend two years learning those products. And now it's, you don't have to buy everything all at once. You don't have to implement it all at once. You can bring it in as you need it. You can also decide that you don't need that anymore too. You have a lot more flexibility on your particular needs at a particular moment. Joe, much appreciated for an overview of where the industry was and where it's going. Appreciate you coming on and giving your words of wisdom to emerging hardware startups and scale-ups here today. My pleasure. Thanks, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast. If you found some value in the show, please do us a huge favor and leave us a quick five-star review. If you have any questions, guest suggestions, or anything else, feel free to reach out to us anytime at our email, podcast at macodesign.com. That's podcast at macodesign.com. This show is hosted by Kevin Mack. North America's leading expert on product development for physical product startups. Huge thanks to our sponsors, PTC, and their two best-in-class 3D CAD product development software solutions, Onshape and Creo, and Maco Design and Invent, the original firm providing world-class consumer product development services tailored specifically to startups, small manufacturers, and inventors. Thanks for joining, and see you next time.